Hey, hey, honeybee. Welcome to Honestly Same, the podcast where we are on a mission to empower, embolden, and embark on a journey of self-discovery intended to remind ourselves that even in our strangest and scariest moments, we are never in this alone. My name's Chelsea, and I can honestly say that I am not an expert in anything. But what I may lack in credentials and expertise, I make up for in enthusiasm and a passion for using my experiences as a way to inspire you to lean into the amazing person you are. So buckle up, honeybee, and let's freaking go. Holy buckets, welcome back to Honestly Same. I'm so excited you're here today. Um, Number one, let me just say, I apologize for this being late, but it honestly kind of goes with today's topic a little bit that I am late today because, of course, I woke up this morning knowing full well in my heart that I didn't have my podcast ready to go and to be distributed to the world at 6 a.m. like I had planned. And so, of course, when I realized that, I started this like internal monologue of like, oh my God, of course I'm late. I'm always late. Of course I didn't get this done. I knew it needed to get done and I put it off. I'm such a procrastinator, blah, 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 blah. And my internal monologue just went on a freaking heyday on all the reasons why I was so terrible and how I'm like the worst at everything, right? And this is something we do all the freaking time. Like I am probably top 10 offenders of this, but... I started thinking about it and I was like, wow, that actually is number one, kind of indicative of who I am as a person. I'm a huge procrastinator and also I forget about things a lot because I honestly think I might have adult onset ADHD undiagnosed. This is just my theory. Anyway, that's besides the point. But then I was thinking like, wow, this actually goes really well with what I want to talk about today. And today's topic is about gaslighting. And if this isn't a a term that you have heard before, this is actually a relatively new term to me, which I was surprised when I learned this term in the last couple of years that I hadn't heard of it before because it's something I deal with all the time. But gaslighting is psychological manipulation meant to make a person question their sanity or their reality. And this is something that we as women, my perspective is from a woman, obviously being a woman myself, we get gaslighted all the time for things like we're told we're crazy and we're told that we're blowing things out of proportion and that it's not that bad. And like, did he really do that? And you know, all that kind of stuff. So this is a new ish top or a new ish word to me, but I'm surprised it's something I haven't heard about. But when we talk about gaslighting, when the news outlets talk about gaslighting or those articles that you read on BuzzFeed are talking about gaslighting. A lot of times they're talking about one person doing it to another person. Like my husband gaslit me into thinking that I was crazy or, you know, uh, Susie down the street was gaslighting me into questioning the reality of her hitting my car or whatever it is. We typically are talking about it from the perspective of one person onto another. But What I'm coming to find out is that we actually gaslight ourselves probably more often than we get gaslit by other people. And I'm going to give you a few examples of this. 
But the reason that I really started thinking about this was number one, I probably saw a post on somebody's Instagram feed about like self gaslighting. And I was like, Ooh, clickbait. Definitely going to go check that out. seems like something I do. So I'm sure I saw it there, but also I've been thinking a lot about this because recently somebody that I care about really, really deeply, and I'm not going to share who that is because I don't want to put them in a precarious situation, but someone that I care about really deeply applied for a job and has applied for a bunch of different jobs over the course of this person's life. But it had never worked out in this person's favor. And now they're at the point where every time they go to apply for a job, it immediately sets off this cascade of self-doubt and self-critical thoughts where this person then fully throws in the towel even after they apply and they're like, okay, well, even if I get an interview, I'm not going to be good at this and I'm going to be terrible and all this stuff. And part of that is experience from just not getting all these jobs. But also part of it, I would argue an even larger part of it is this idea of self gaslighting where this person has distorted their reality so much that they question everything when it comes to that particular topic. And we do this all the time to ourselves. Like how often are you in a situation where you're having a lot of really strong feelings about something, whatever it may be, a person, a situation, something happened, you're having all these feelings, you're not sure what to do with them. And so you sit there and you try to rationalize them away by saying, I'm probably just being too sensitive right now. I'm probably overreacting regardless of whether or not you are, this is the way that we self-gaslight ourselves. We convince ourselves that the feelings that we're having are irrational, that they make us crazy. P.S. I hate that word, but for our purposes today, this is the word we use all the time. And we take this so far, it becomes part of the narrative of whenever anything happens, it automatically, our bodies are conditioned, our brains are conditioned to set off this cascade of thought processes that just convince us that whatever is happening, we need to, to, I don't know, chill out on it or whatever it is. Like one major, major example that I use a lot and that people around me use a lot and that I see happening is my problems seem so irrelevant compared to the struggles of others. Like, I don't know how many times I have been sitting around like in this deep sort of anxiety spiral or depression spiral where I'm like, I'm just so stressed out. I just feel overwhelmed. It's making me emotionally unstable, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then after I'm done having my little panic attack, I'm like, and you know, I shouldn't even feel this way because there's people dying. That is an absolutely crazy amount of self-gaslighting going on, right? Like I'm sitting there and if you do this too, you are likely sitting there trying to rationalize away these feelings and basically tell yourself that whatever you're feeling is not valid, which is a form of gaslighting. It's distorting your reality and it's making you feel like your sanity is in question. And I will say that in any given situation, Whatever you are feeling, your feelings are valid. Your feelings about any situation are valid. Sure, a lot of times we react on these feelings without actually thinking them through, 
But regardless, if you're in a situation and you're feeling a certain way, it really doesn't matter what's happening because your feelings are valid in that situation because you have them, right? And this is how we convince ourselves that we have these things called negative feelings and negative emotions. And this is kind of a topic for an entirely different day, but emotions are never good or bad. Like they're all neutral. It is we who convince ourselves that emotions are bad. And I am somebody that does this all the time. I convince myself that I'm not allowed to feel this way. And so then I move into this realm of toxic positivity where I'm just like pushing all of these feelings down because I don't want to feel them because they feel bad, right? Like we are uncomfortable with feeling bad emotions. But then we also convince ourselves that to have those feelings in the first place means that we are crazy or that we are over emotional or that we are being irrational or that we are overreacting. I freaking hate that word (laughs) overreacting. And I, we use it all the time, but by telling somebody and by telling yourself that you are having an overreaction, you're distorting your reality and you're convincing yourself that whatever you're feeling isn't something you should be. And I would argue that that is really dangerous to our self-image and our self-psyche because by doing that we don't allow ourselves to recognize those emotions and work through them we just tell ourselves that they're irrational we set them to the side until inevitably like they don't go away they're still sitting there on the side just waiting for their moment to pounce right they don't go away we don't work through them and then it becomes this cycle this super damaging cycle of us never dealing with those things and then feeling like we're crazy and we're insane and that we can't do anything and We're just all over the place and we're always going to be the way that we are. That's kind of what I was doing this morning when I woke up. Like I was feeling all of these bad feelings about myself or what I would perceive as bad feelings about what I had not done and how I was a failure in this sense. And it kind of set off this learned behavior of continuing down the cycle of like, okay, well, I'm bad in this way. What are the other ways I'm bad in, right? Once we start doing that, once we start the cycle of self-gaslighting, it just sets off all of these different ways in which your mind is then going to go try and prove that you are whatever it is that you're feeling, right? Like you've told yourself, I'm just, I'm overreacting in this way, just like I did at that Christmas party six years ago when so-and-so spilled their wine on my white dress or whatever, your brain starts to look for different examples to then prove why it is that you're crazy, which is a distortion of what is actually happening. So how do we kind of break that cycle? And I am the first to say, I am not a psychologist. This is all just my experience with this and my experience with life and my experience with working through this stuff. And I, full disclosure, learned a lot of this a lot of the stuff that I talk about on this podcast, because about a year ago, I had been self-suppressing all of my perceived negative emotions for so long, drowning myself in toxic positivity, self-gaslighting like crazy, and just convincing myself that I was insane, that I had an absolute breakdown. I ended up in the hospital. I was um, partially hospitalized for two weeks, and I had to learn all these skills because for so long, I had been convincing myself that I was a bad person that everything I did was terrible, that I was insane, that my emotions were not real, all this stuff. And it just led to this massive breakdown. So what I learned through that process is that we have to kind of break that cycle and disrupt that narrative of self-doubt because it has become so second nature to us that we don't even think about it when it happens. 
So with that being said, breaking that cycle and disrupting that narrative is going to be crucial as we move forward and thinking about all the different ways that we solve gaslight. Okay. So in this sense, you almost like should go grab a pen and paper or something and write down all of the different ways that you have convinced yourself of whatever it is you've convinced yourself and all the different ways that you are like questioning your sanity or your reality. Because I'll tell you, you probably do it a lot more than you think you do. Like I think about this, like my self-talk is freaking terrible. Okay. It's, it's off the charts. Because it has become so ingrained in who I am. I'm just a self-doubter. And right there, that's probably one of the things I should write down. But self-doubt has just become such a part of my daily routine that it's going to be difficult to disrupt that narrative. But that's why I say you need to actively be working to stop it while it is happening. Because you're probably recognizing it in the moment, right? Like it's not just a fleeting thought where you're like, oh my God, randomly I'm so terrible, right? Like something happened, which then led you to think this, which then led you to think about this moment that confirms your bias about whatever is happening. Like it's a pretty cyclical process. And when you know that you're in the moment, you're letting it wash over you. What I want you to do is first and foremost, ask yourself why you're feeling the way that you do. What happened or what is happening that is making you feel the way that you do? Okay. And then when you do that, you can start to ask yourself if whatever it is that you're feeling matches the moment, which 99% of the time it is going to. Like, yes, we do have initial reactions to things that maybe aren't always appropriate, but I will say that even so, your reaction is valid and is what is happening. So you, that is the reality you have to deal with. So you ask yourself why you're feeling the way that you do and does it match what's happening? Then you can start to move forward and say, okay, now I know what's happening. Now I know how I'm feeling. Let's deal with that emotion. Let's actively work through it rather than just say, but I'm fine. I'm just going to set it to the side. I absolutely, I have like a handful of really close friends that will do this. And I do this too, because it's difficult dealing with our emotions, right? It's difficult handling things. But in the moment you're like, you'll, you'll say this big whole long thing, wherever, you know, whatever, how you're feeling, you're terrible, whatever's happening, you're feeling super anxious. And then you go, but it's fine. Anyway, how are you? And you move on. Stop doing that. Stop doing that because what you are saying to yourself and what you are saying to other people in that moment is that whatever is happening is not something that you feel is valid enough for you or them to help you deal with. Okay? So stop it. <laughs> like, you're not fine. Don't ask the other person how they are. They want to know how you are and they want to help you. Okay? So it's going to be hard because likely you've been doing this for your entire life. Like I've been on this planet for damn near 27 years. I was about to, say, about to say 17. Damn near 27 years. And I've been doing this my entire life. But it's something that you have to actively work at and, and recognize in the moment. And I actually, if you don't think that you can recognize it in the moment or it's going to be more difficult for you, I want you to talk to the people you love and say, hey, this is something I'm working on. If you see me doing this, I want you to call me out on it. 
I want you to say, no, we're not going to move past that. No, we're not talking about that in that way. No, no, you know, whatever it is. Ask the people that you love to help you because honeybee, nobody can really achieve anything that they want to alone. And that includes disrupting some of these narratives that you have concocted in your own mind. You will require help. It is going to require work, but I promise you it will be worth it. So you're going to actively be working on disrupting that narrative, asking yourself why you feel the way you do, validating yourself in the moment, and then moving forward. And I also want you to start removing the phrase, I'm crazy. My, my go-to is I'm broken. I'm just broken. No, you're not. You're not. That's not a phrase we are going to use anymore. And I am actively removing that from my vocabulary. And I swear to God, if any of my friends are listening to this right now and you're like, I hear Chelsea say that all the time, I want you to call my ass out on it. Because when I say things like that, and when you say things that are just like, you say them as if they are fact, right? Like we are constantly saying things like, I am this, that is fact. I am terrible. I am mean. I am lazy, whatever it is. You're seeing it as if it's a fact. Girlfriend, those are not facts. And it's really self-deprecating and continuing the cycle of self-gaslighting by continuing to talk to yourself in the way that you do. Because we have proven, and I'm not going to be able to cite any specific studies or anything like that. So I hope the like citation people aren't coming after me like, oh my God, Chelsea, you said this. You don't have... I, this is just what I have heard. But the way that we talk to ourselves changes the chemistry in our brain. So when you are convincing yourself that your reality is different, that changes your brain. And then when you try to break that narrative and switch away from it, the chemistry in your brain is going to change as well. And it will start to continually break that cycle where it's no longer going to even be a cycle after X amount of time or X amount of years. And it's going to take practice and it's going to be hard. But I promise you, it will be worth it because at the end of the day, what kind of a reality do you want to live in? The one that is accurate and truthful about you or the one that you have been convincing yourself for your entire life is the reality when that's not necessarily the case. I will say, I don't want to live in the reality that I've been telling myself. That shit is bleak and it is sad and it is mean. I want to live in the reality that actually exists. And I challenge you to think about it that way and how you want to go about thinking about the person that you are. Because I will scream it from the rooftops as many times as I can that you are absolutely incredible. You are not crazy. You are not a bad person. You don't deserve the bad things that happen in your life. But it really doesn't matter what I think. If you're, te- if you're constantly telling those things to yourself, because the only opinion that you're going to carry along with you for the rest of your life is your own. And the only, the only narrative that you are going to have with you until you die is the one that you are writing for yourself. And if you don't like it, then it's time to start changing it. I will leave you with that. Get out there and freaking break that cycle and start being a little kinder to yourself. Because I promise you, honeybee, you are not crazy.
and you are not in this alone. I will see you next time. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening along with today's episode. It brings me so much joy to have you here and to get to share the topics that I'm most passionate about. If you are really vibing with today's episode or you're in love with the crazyville that is this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would share it to your social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for being along for the ride. Remember, honeybee, I'm here for you and I can't wait to see you here next time.